So our producer, Maverick Peters' dad, Scott Peters, was a heck of a high school wrestler, and he wrestled every day with the same guy, and they both made the state tournament. That guy was Jack Coslin. He's the owner of ServPro of Beachwood. ServPro of Beachwood is the industry leader in flood and fire cleanup and restoration, and they serve all of Northeast Ohio. But they're also short of staff. They're looking for team members. And if you're willing to work hard and help homeowners and businesses get their lives back in order and work with a former state qualifier, seek out ServPro of Beachwood. They will provide training, support, and of course, benefits. So if you're looking for that good entry-level position, seek Jack Coslin, the owner of ServPro of Beachwood at serveproofbeachwood.com. Jack Coslin, thank you. Hey, it's Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time, and I've got an Ohio State Buckeye on. I love this. Mitch Clark, 1998 national champ. How you doing, brother? Good, thank you. And so in uh, 1998, you won your national title, but there was a lot to bring, a lot of history to, to, that you brought to that, that uh, match. Give us a little bit of history about how you started in the sport and really who was your early influencers. Oh, boy. Okay. That's a loaded one. Um, uh, that's okay. We got we got some time, my friend. We got some time. Right off the bat, huh? I love um, it. Yeah, go for it, bro. Yeah, so I um, I grew up in northern New York. So yep. um, it's, I was wedged in between the St. Lawrence River and the Adirondack Mountains. Um, and it, it's the most rural uh, county in the state of New York. Very, um, very far up there. 15 minutes from Canada. Wow. So obviously big uh, hockey area. Sure. Um, not so strong in wrestling. Gotcha. Uh, now, New York's divided into uh, 13 sections. Um, it, well, 11 sections and two um, private sections to, to compose the state. Um, we were section 10, and you know most, most schools had roughly 70, some odd. Uh, 70 to 80, 90 schools in their county. We had seven. Um, gotcha. And so uh, that wrestled, I should say. Okay. And so I, um, the whole, the whole uh, genesis of it was in New York. You're allowed to wrestle varsity, start varsity in seventh grade. Wow. Okay. So when I when I when I was 12 years old, I made the starting lineup. Jeez. And someone said, "Hey, no one from Section 10 has ever won a state title." Now, New York's really weird. When you go to the state tournament, you wear your section's uniform. Huh. Back then, they didn't keep team score. It was unofficial. You know, the teams that cared did. Wow. But wow. They, they kept section um, score. Okay. So, okay. There was a lot of sectional pride, and I wanted to be Section 10's first. Sure. And uh, I can't answer that question right now because I'll, I'll, I don't want to reveal the uh, dramatic ending. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it was uh, my father was uh, from he coached in the town that I lived in Canton and he was uh, it was a division three uh, St. Lawrence University program that uh, in 1988 they were um, NCAA champions and it was nice. one of the last East Coast schools before you know Warburg and uh, Augsburg and all those one uh, you know started to win all the titles. Yeah, I was uh, I was instrument. I was also involved with the John Carroll program. I I, I gra- oh, yeah. yeah, I graduated from there in in eighty and eighty three, and I was the first GA at, at the program in the early eighties. And 
I, I had the honor of coaching under Tony DiCarlo, who won the national title in 75. So, and always was a national powerhouse, particularly during that time. That's the year I was born. All right. I love it. <laughs> well, I think John Carroll uh, had a heavyweight um, that, that one of the Connors brothers uh, wrestled in the uh, finals, if I'm not mistaken. But Sure. Um, sure. I know, I know they were very strong in the 80s. Yeah, there was um, uh, there was a guy by the name of Mark Sullivan who took second twice there, who also yeah. played for Ohio State. He was a oh, Ohio, yes. yeah, yeah, he was Ohio State middle guard. Yep, yep. I interviewed him too. He's the current head coach at Saint Ignatius High School here locally. He's a good friend. Okay, great. I know it was a close match. And, um, my father moved on in the early '90s to become athletic director of that institution, and um, in the mid '90s, um, against his desire they dropped wrestling oh, president, boy. Had, uh, oh, president boy. dropped wrestling and yeah. you know surprised everyone because they were the arguably the, the strongest program um historically on campus it's, sad. it's uh, a sad story but a lot of uh, that story that gets repeated all over the country at different levels yeah. yep yeah yep. yep and uh so um it, but in the early 90s i was you know in high school and trying to trying to win that section 10's first title um, my sophomore year, I took fourth. Okay. My junior year, I took second. Um, awesome. And essentially, in the finals, um, going into my senior year, I didn't have anyone to work out with. So, okay. I, what I ended up doing was my father, three times a week, brought me to Montreal, Canada, where wow. there was a Russian. And this is when Soviet Union was still intact. Yes. Um, and the com- communism was really, it was just a rough place to live. So mm-hmm. people, many Russian wrestlers defected on a tour from, um, into Canada. And, Can't blame and, uh, them, right? Can't blame them. Right. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and uh, the, their head coach, Victor Zilberman, was a world champion. Sure. And he did the same and um, essentially created a, um, a, a powerhouse in Canada. Wow. You know, for... And, and almost a pipeline for, for, you know, Eastern uh, Bloc countries that wanted to not just escape communism, but live a better life and obviously make it make it easier to make an Olympic team. Sure. Um, and these guys, you know, I was 17 years old. And these guys were just kicking my butt real bad. I sure. Mean, it, was, sure. it was ugly. And yeah. for three, uh, three days a week, we did that. Two and a half hours each way, five hours of driving, and two hours of getting my butt kicked, and it was a rigorous schedule. But wow. um, put me in position to win the state title, but I didn't. I lost in uh, overtime in, in the finals. And, uh, wow. I was crushed. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. That that is motivating, though, my friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It uh, well, it was one of those, you know, um, one of those. Uh, moments where the defining moment in your life are you going to quit because you're, you're you never want to put yourself out there again or are you going to you know, take that as a motivation and a month later i went to the high school nationals back when there was only one high school national right and we, uh, right and um nobody knew who i was so i ended up pinning four out of my five opponents and getting the uh, outstanding wrestler um at the tournament Definitely motivating. I get it. That was fu- that was yeah. rocket fuel for for Mitch Clark. I love it. And uh, it's interesting that story that you tell about the Russians. But I had the honor of watching this as a freshman in high school. Our first state uh, champion was also two time national champion at John Carroll, Mark Haywald. 
but uh, his senior year, he just come off of losing a kidney, and his uh, his father uh, brought in Rick Sanders, who was a silver medalist, and, and Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr came in, so I watched. Wow. Yeah, I watched watched Mark, uh, you know, train with Sanders and Carr, and he ended up being our first na- uh, first state champ in the history of Beechwood High School, and then it went uh, went uh, went on to be a two time NCAA champion at John Carroll, and then took fifth in the country. That same year, D one back in the day when uh, D three could, yeah, when uh, you could, yeah, yeah, when you could, you know, that was when Carlton Carlton Hasselrig was doing his thing at heavyweight. Uh, yeah, you know, it's crazy, right? So, does uh, Ohio State come calling, my friend, after the national title? Well, okay. So, uh, growing up, um, so my father had during his coaching career at Saint Lawrence University sure. created a, uh, a a a basically a camp system. Yep. There that was second to none in the state of New York. I mean, they drew over three weeks, 750 kids, and last week wow. was um, called Buckeye Week. So they brought um, the whole Ohio State coaching staff up. Cool. So it was incredible because sure. again, if you if you ever saw where I lived, Canton, New York, yeah, to have Russ Hellickson, Jim Jim Jordan, Mark Coleman, and uh, you know all the yeah. other grades on the corner or on the Ohio state staff. Yep. Um, it, it is, it was like, you know, the, the week I look forward to all year. Right. Right. It's like Hollywood's <laughs> and, coming uh, up. Hollywood's coming to Canton. Yeah. 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 I feel you. I feel you. Well, Russ, Russ or, is a great course, guy. No one in the area knew, knew the uh, magnitude of it, but right. mean, they right. would come and come to our summer home and play volleyball on our beach volleyball court and we're just we just shake our heads like this is just a who's who in wrestling and it, sure. it was just really a neat thing and and so i my father and russ became good friends and he kept um he kept an eye on me tim jordan went to the high school nationals i think he saw he liked what he saw sure um, so sure obviously that um up my stock and and then um you know i went on other recruiting trips but essentially um, I sort of wanted to reward the the individual who was the most loyal to me from the start. Yeah, and, and I remember, you know, I, I was I was a head coach at a area high school, Beechwood High School, my high school in, in the uh, early '90s, and uh, you know, we were always like hoping that Ohio State would just do better in recruiting, you know, and sure. so it was it was it was great to see that. You didn't have a bad recruiting class that year when you, when you got there and, and, and the ensuing years afterwards. So, yeah, it, it um, you know, that was that was um, I mean, when you talk to Coach Russ Hellickson, he's the greatest man I've ever met. He's and, a great and guy. Anyone would say the same thing um, yep. that met that met him. Um, he openly always said, you know, I'm not recruiting's not my strong point. Sure. In that, Russ is such a, he's just an honest farm boy, right? Yes, he is. So, yep. who doesn't put a lot of pizzazz on anything. No, he's not he sizzle. He's the steak. He's no, not sizzle. He's, he's the not. steak. And, yeah. and yeah. to some degree, um, that might have been his downfall as a coach. But, um, I, I mean, once you're in the program and you, I mean, I know a lot of people consider him a second father, so. Yeah, well, I had the honor of, of interviewing him in this in the '90s. I had a radio show, and he was yeah. just he was just so doggone genuine and humble. It was unbelievable. And but you know, I, I also yeah. coached with Tony DiCarlo, who was the exact opposite of Russ. He would have been a CEO anywhere. He just knew how to sell, and he didn't know the sport that well. 
but he ended right. up he ended up being the AD and the football coach there. But he just knew how to recruit, and he would get D one talent coming in there, and they were national champs, um, like a Mark Saul, yeah. you know. So I, I hear what you're saying, and uh, but you still got some fantastic teammates there during that we time. We did, and even um, after I, you know, I spent eight years coaching with Russ um, after I competed there, and. Yeah. You know, we pulled in Jaggers and Lance Palmer yes, and, yes. you know, Reese Humphrey and, and sure. J.D. Bergman. And um, we were poised to do some good things. Um, and then, obviously, but, you know, all those guys redshirted and, and, and Jaggers got hurt in the semifinals of the Big Ten. Right. Was ACL. Right. So it was, it was a, and, you know, listen, it, it, youth is always, you know, Tom, you know, coach was, Coach Ellison was, you know, on the latter end of his career, so sure, it was probably time anyway. Um, yeah. and and obviously Tom Ryan has done more than you could ever imagine. So um, yes, it, yes. It, in retrospect, it's probably the right thing that happened. Um, it was tough at the time. It was, t- it, you know, candidly, it was it was very hard on me. I kind of went into like sure. a three month depression where I didn't know where I was going to go with my life, and Ohio State was everything that I cared and loved. Um. And I, I thought someday, you know, I, I didn't really have concrete plans. I just knew that I, I loved being on staff with the greatest man that I've ever met. Yes. And, um, yes. and that, um, that came to an end and I didn't know what to do with my life. So well, it was a great life lesson and, and, and made you what you are today, a fully formed adult that does the work. And, um, you know, it, yeah. it's sometimes these tough things really define a man, and uh, it, 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 it brought you to a situation that, that you're doing today. And so I want to explore in our second segment, Mitch, you know, your national, your national title and that dominant performance against Jones. But then also, too, how you've taken those lessons that you've learned from, from Russ and being on the staff with those incredible all-star coaches and what you're doing today because I saw your clinic and I was deeply impressed so let's let's talk about that on the uh, on the opposite side of this break. I got to take a break for a moment to pay homage to our sponsors. So this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. We'll be back with Mitch Clark right after the break. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com. In the midst of our current health crisis, we at Blood Time want to thank Guy and Gus Seiko and the team at Defense Soap as a beacon of our protection. Body wipes, skin cleansers. Bars of soap, shower gels, and disinfectant tablets. All this and more as Defense Soap is on the front line of our protection. Thanks to the Seiko family and their team at Defense Soap. Check them out for all your protection needs during these precarious times. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com Men, women, if you want to look great, what are you doing? Why aren't you calling Cimarroni Couture? This is Coach Cimarroni. Call Missy, our CEO. We'll take care of you. 216-496-2592. Pick up the phone. Get those shirts, sport coats, suits, pants, dresses, whatever you need. Finest fabrics. Best tailoring on the planet. And right here locally. We'll come to your home. We'll come to your office. Or you can come to us. Whatever's your pleasure. Give Missy a call. Cimarroni Couture. Give Missy a call, 216-496-2592. Cimarroni Gauthier, C. Peter Cimarroni, coach. 
We are all blood. Love to all. Hey, have you ever wondered how the ultra wealthy grow their real estate portfolio so fast and furious? Have you ever heard of the infinite banking concept? Learn how you can become your own bank and build out your own real estate portfolio like the pros, like the ultra wealthy. Call Ed Knezovich or Ryan Miller at Next Level Continuing Education at 614-648-2440. Learn how to purchase investment real estate without spending a dollar of your own capital through Next Level Continuing Education. 614-648-2440. Hey, and we're back. This is Coach Simony for Blood Time, and I'm with Mitch Clark. Mitch, let's talk about how uh, you got to that national national championship and uh, your college career under the tutelage of uh, Russ Hellickson. So share with us that journey. Yeah, so um, there was um, essentially my first two years. Uh, well, I walked on campus, and I – um, thought I was hot shot because, uh, you know, I, I was on a full ride and, um, sure. just coming off a big <laughs> yeah. high school. Plus uh, you're 18 years old and most 18 year olds yeah. are banana heads anyhow. So, <laughs> well, right. And Kevin Randleman just finished his, uh, illustrious career sure. at 177 and, uh, I'm the apparent heir. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Couldn't be more opposite. You yes. Know, yes. Not only how we look, but our styles and everything. But right. uh, I mean, that is a guy that was on my, po- on my walls, on my post, on posters on my wall that I just totally thought the world of. And I'm sure. like, really, I got to wrestle this guy's weight class now, you know? Yep. Um, and, and, um, so it was intimidating and overwhelming. And, uh, the training was, was, was really hard on me. Um, you know, in the beginning, because again, I'm coming, even though I had wrestled these Russians and all, they didn't train like big 10 wrestlers. Right. No, and, no, no, no. Uh, I came in and just got swallowed up in the room and, and, and I was so tired. I was not making class, you know, I mean, we yeah. well, it's, it, people don't realize it's more, it's more than a full-time job. Plus you got to go to school. It's like, what? Yeah. yeah. yeah what? And I, I, I always struggled academically anyway. It's, it's something I just never made a priority and I'm not condoning that. It's just, it is what it is. Sure. Um, and so I, I struggled and, and just to, to survive, I, I found I had to sleep in between workouts sometimes and I'd missed a lot of classes and sure. got a one seven. So I made the starting lineup and then uh, halfway through the career or the, through the season, I, I became academically ineligible. Ugh. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and that's where I, again, one of those defining moments, moments in your life, you're like, I'm either going to fail out of school and go back to Ken and figure something out or, mm-hmm. you know, or transfer to Syracuse university or something, or I'm going to get my you know stuff together and, and thank God had good support around me. And, um, who was yeah, instrumental in that Mitch, who was yeah. instrumental in that? I know obviously you have to do it yourself, but yeah, who was instrumental? Yeah, in that? The, the academic uh, support staff, a guy named John Macko, on there. Cool. I mean, he did a phenomenal job there. Cool. Um, I mean, obviously Russ Hellickson, you know, one thing I didn't say about Russ uh, about being a great coach is the guy could mo- as tired as we were before practice. Yeah. He would look, he would, he would sense that. And he would, I mean, he was a motivational speaker. He spoke sure. for Pfizer and many corporate. And he, when he would talk to you before yeah. practice, you would want to run through the wall for him. Love I mean, that. They were just like, I wish I had some of these things recorded. It's amazing, you know. Yep. And he just really motivated me to, to, to um, to new heights. Now, 
you know, he pulled me aside. He goes, you got to figure this out because right now you're ineligible. Yeah. Me and my yeah. buddy, Rob Archer, we we're both ineligible. And, gotcha. uh, man, that was, uh, that was a dark time in my life. They had you to know, rip your to heart out. You didn't want to, yeah, yeah. You, you didn't want to disappoint, you didn't, you didn't want to disappoint Russ, man. I get it. Well, you didn't, yourself. and your family, it's sure. a bit, you know, you're just, it's completely embarrassing, you yep. know? Yep. And, uh, and that was a dark year for me, to be honest, uh, sure. just because, it, you know, I've, then I, then I, you know, got eligible, um, had a okay sophomore season, but I weighed 180 wrestling 177. Yeah. And that was the day before weigh-in days. So yeah. essentially you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, yeah. Go, you're pitted against guys that are coming down 15 pounds heavier. So, sure. you know, I talked to, um, Mark Coleman and, and, um, he, he, at the time, creatine was just coming out, and he's mm. like, hey, get you on creatine, and you're going to lift with me. Mm-hmm. And that guy, I'm telling you, you'd get done You'd get done with a set, and you'd, you know you, you know how you fail, and maybe mm-hmm. you do one. If one, uh, you do one negative or something, you'd be doing seven or eight negatives. It, they, he'd be making you cry every single set. Oh, wow. And, uh, my wow. gosh, so I, I got a lot stronger just in not so much lifting with him, but lifting under uh, his tutorage. And sure. Sure. That, a lot of wrestlers in our era got really strong because of Mark Coleman and, and, and his ability. That is the work. ultimate beast. <laughs> he was he the was, ultimate beast. He was. Yeah. He's the strongest man I've ever, we, you know, he'd come in the practice room and I would, um, you know, the whole thing was, I never scored a point on him. So Jeez. Nick, my buddy Nick Nutter is like, hey, you're not going to score on this guy. Just try to make him grimace. <laughs> so if we made him grunt. That's fantastic. That was like a, a point yeah. for us. That's fantastic. I love that. Well, Nutter wasn't too bad either. He was a pretty good No, time. he was great. Yeah. You know, he, uh, he kept things soft. He always made us all laugh hysterically. He was a, yeah, Even, he was a cut up. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, just the funniest guy I've ever met. And and in between rounds of the NCAA tournament, when everyone else is all like, you know, yeah, freaked oh, yeah, out. Guys are gr- grim faced, and yeah. we're like, hey, <laughs> just having a blast, and and, yeah. and that helps so much. Keep things light, and uh, made made it made wrestling fun as f- not fun as it is sometimes. Sure, um, at the Division sure. One level. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's what Penn State's doing, and they they brought that, and Spencer Lee brought it to Iowa. So. It, yeah, it seems to yeah. work, and, you know, it seems to and, work. And I think with Tommy and my brother, Tommy Rollins and John Clark, my brother, and mm-hmm. Blake Kaplan and the Ratliff and those guys, we all had a blast. And, and we, you know, our coaching staff was fun, me and Moran and Russ and Kenny. We all just, you know, I mean, we created that same atmosphere. And I think, I think... Ignutter was the genesis of all that. That's cool. That's um, cool. So it yeah. takes you, it takes you to your junior year. You make the national finals, and yeah. uh, but but you have a you have a disappointment. I, I did. You know, again, I got caught up in the cameras and the elevated mat, and and, and I it was also the uh, most uh, the highest, and I believe still the highest attended finals ever. Cause Jeez, you and the you and I dome. Yeah, in, uh, I've been Northern there. Iowa, and it just goes up and up and up, and it doesn't stop. And, yep, uh, yep. So you didn't nosebleed seats up there. But I got distracted, and I didn't get in the zone, And mm-hmm. um, but I learned my lesson. Sure. And um, my dad came to Columbus a week later, and he's like, hey, I think mm-hmm. you got a good story. Yeah. If yeah. you win next year, I'll mm-hmm. hire you an author, and I think I think we should write a book that's, you know, on your story. So that's, I was like, all right, well. 
That's no fantastic. Pressure, right? <laughs> yeah, no pressure. But hey, you you took that mantle and look out. You put an exclamation point in 1998. <laughs> well, so. I always say, I always say you know, and I say it, I say it a lot to people that have been there. Uh, mm-hmm. If you've been in the NCAA finals, or let's say you've been in the state finals, yeah, it's a huge advantage to wrestling it the second time. Sure, because you. It, you, that experience of being there mm-hmm. is so valuable. Yeah. And so the, so two things happened before three things happened before that match mm-hmm. on the way there, there was a traffic jam. Okay. And we were, we're, I can see the, the dome, yeah. but we're just sitting there park like a parking lot. So I look over at the radio and I turn on the radio. Mm-hmm. Now this is going to get very cheesy here. But okay. Mind you. Yeah. It, it's important to the story. So yeah. Mariah Carey song comes on. Okay. Uh, okay. If you believe in yourself and know that you can, you're going to make it happen. Um, wow. Uh, if you get down on your knees at night and pray to the Lord, he's going to make it happen. Wow. And, you know, wow. I'm, I, you know, I've always, I grew up in a very religious family. Sure. And faith was part of my, you know, it helped me a lot in, right. in, in my quest to be a national champion. So, I was like, oh my, like it yeah. literally came on to that song. It wasn't like, you know, three songs later that, that right away it was like, and something I remember saying, turn that radio on. And, yeah. I, and I heard that and, I'm, and, I, and I turned to Kenny Ramsey and I said, I'm going to win tonight. I love it. <laughs> Cheesy, but and, compelling. Uh, my friend N- nailed you right yeah, between the eyes and the heart, like, man. It got to you. And then it was like a foregone conclusion in my mind. Like, yeah. I'm just excited for the moment to happen. And yeah. then, Prior and you're wrestling a very tough guy. I mean, he's yeah, no slouch. Yeah, I didn't know anything about him either, yeah. you know. And I knew he was real fast, and I am super slow, so I, I yeah. knew that was my Achilles heel. Yeah. Um. So I was I was a little nervous to wrestle, you know, prior to it, but that just eased my mind. And my, The second thing was that my, my um, you know, my mom gave me a Bible verse. Okay. And I, I okay. read it, and I just started crying. You know? I love and, it. And, and that was when I fu- just got to the um, – arena yeah and and you were this was in cleveland right yeah 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 yeah. so i was i was the head of security (laughs) (laughs) in 1998 i remember that she she had to get special permission to get and i just started crying i'm like all right i gotta stop crying this is silly i feel you uh, man i i I remember and vertus jones was ready for that match too he you just took him apart man (laughs) yeah tell me a little bit about how that felt it looked like it looked like you were drilling like you said to well, him, here's what I'm going to do to you. And he said, okay, do it. <laughs> it was just uh, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. And I know it wasn't that Curtis easy, but it just looked that way. Me. Yeah. He hit me in a shot there. Yeah. And he got behind me. Yep. But I think he was so, like, feeling, like, here's the deal. Yeah. I'm, I'm really unorthodox. And my sure. body, I was six foot three frame at 177. Yep. Was very uncharacteristic so yes. i think he actually like felt my <laughs> i think he was very taken back at like all right what do i do what do i yeah, i think he was second guessing he got behind me and the respect he had for me he let me go because he knew it was a scramble situation he said forget this i don't want to be a part of that gotcha gotcha yeah, which i get is it a crazy thought like yeah. all he had to do was matt return me to get to but mm-hmm. he probably thought oh if, if i matt return him he's gonna grab me on the way down and come up on top you know so yeah. i think his whole thing was he's gonna try to blast double me or what have you yep. um and i just kept digging my underhooks so that but and kept the distance away from, you know kept kept him tight to me mm-hmm. um got caught him in a foot sweep to his back that helped 
that helped kind of cushion things. And then I just got going with it with my figure four Turk, which was and ended up being my signature move. Um, mm-hmm. It's brutal. It, it's the, brutal. The too. mentality is if yeah. it ain't broke, don't fix it. So yeah. I just kept doing it. Well, plus you got the six foot three frame. I mean, you're going to need a little bit of leverage, my brother. Right. So right. on that Turk right. and, and you were doing it the right way too. So just loved your hip pressure and the way you just do that is just brilliant. Uh, just absolutely great stuff. Yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, because my body, so I do really well against a guy for the first time. Mm, if gotcha. I wrestle someone two, three, four times, mm-hmm. And they start figuring me out. It's real easy. Not, I shouldn't say it's real easy, but it, I, I incrementally don't do as well as as that goes. You know, the more yeah. times they wrestle me. Yeah, because it's probably um, the first time they feel something like that, pressure-wise. Well, yeah, like if you asked Anthony Gary, who was my workout partner mm-hmm. in at Ohio State, yeah, Anthony would be like, dude, I used to take him down all the time. And, right, you know, right. Have my way with him on his feet. And, you know, it's because he would wrestle me every day and he figured me out you know, I felt, felt the wrath of what I could do on top and figured that out. And, yeah, you know, so stay away from so, that. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. yeah. So I was a, not a good practice room wrestler at Ohio state. I, I, even my senior year, I uh, struggled in the practice room. But. That's okay, man. You're the national titleist for, for Ohio state for the Ohio state university. So how'd that feel? And tell me what you're doing with it. Uh, uh, well, obviously great feeling because i wasn't runner up again <laughs> exactly in high school yeah. um, and my yeah. junior year of right. college so uh felt amazing but you know it's funny like you know how people are like well it, it's not about winning it it's about the journey and you know that kind of is like yeah right bs but it's mm. half true you know like guess, i remember yeah. when i because i always used to look at the person on the top of the podium and be like i wonder what he's thinking about yeah. right now yeah right yeah and so when i remember when i got to the on the podium and I was sitting there and they were taking the pictures and all. And I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, this is such a good feeling. I have to do this. I have to get this feeling again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, all right, 2000 Olympic trials, you know, and, and I already on the top of that podium, I had, I wasn't even sure if I was even going to wrestle ever again. Sure. And I'm like, I got to make that Olympic team. Um, mm-hmm. Ends up being, I just very limited in freestyle. So I, obviously didn't make that Olympic team, but it was one of those things where, you know, a lot of people, and you see it a lot in high achieving people where they, you're like, how do they keep going after, you know, I mean, they're, you know, whether it be just successful business and it's like, they got more money than they ever need, you know, but it's that same mentality. Like, you know, you just gotta, you keep searching that and it's the, and you search for that high, you know, and it's, uh, that high, that, that, that feeling of family, that feeling of camaraderie, that feeling of being something bigger than yourself. Um, I think that's yeah. what it's all yeah. about. And I remember I interviewed a, one of our state champ, two-time state champs from Beachwood who wrestled for John Carroll, and he, he brought up a comment that I made to him at the state t- uh, tournament when he won his, his, his second state title. I told him, I said, drink it in, brother. Breathe it in and drink it in because you'll, know, you'll never know if you get this moment back again. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that's what you did. You drank it in, you breathed it in and you felt it that moment. And, and now you're bringing some of that ability to other, other wrestlers, other athletes uh, that are, that are trying to accomplish what you accomplished. So that's got to be fulfilling. It is, it is. Um, th- that's well put. It's fulfilling because, you know, I, I, 
my real job is selling fitness equipment to schools and universities in upstate New York. Sure. Um, and I've been doing it for the last 15 years since I coached at Ohio state. And, okay. um, and I love it. I love it mm-hmm. in that I love it as much as you can love being a salesman. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but it, you know, I, I'm always in my life looking for that, you know, a high to get, um, to be number one, to, to be the best, to, to try to, exceed expectations of, 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 you know, the individuals in our company. You know, I remember when I came on board and I was sitting at my desk learning, uh, learning the trade and the owner of our company, John Murray, uh, who's a, he was a three time, uh, Ithaca college Olympic or, uh, uh, NCAA championship coach. Yeah. Um, and he, he actually, um, went against my dad a lot. They were rivalries. Okay. And he, he hired me as soon as he heard, um, I was down at Ohio state that's um, a little bit of divine intervention there, but um, he. So when I first started, like a weekend, I'm like, I turned around and I said, Has "Anyone ever done two million in this company?" Yeah. <laughs> he always tells this story, and he's like, "Nope." And okay. He goes, "He goes, that'd be like winning states uh, for Section Ten." <laughs> you okay. Know, the, okay. And I was like, "All right." And so that became a goal. And then when I got two million, I'm like, "Now I gotta get three million. So you I know, I eclipsed three millions a few a few time and you know, you just keep, it's, it's set that tone, you know, at, sure. at an early age when I was 12, trying to win that first section title, Love or, it. you know, state title for section 10. And then, you know, that's why younger kids, they need it. And I always say at this at my camps, I'm like, guys, I know you hear it from every direction. You got to get a goal and you got to write it down and you're probably sick of hearing it. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't write that goal down on a piece of paper when I was 12, yeah. And, 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 and live it. Yep. And I wouldn't be where I am right now. I wouldn't be in front of you guys and, and what have you. You got to do it. Gotta, with all this. Yeah. It. With all this incredible, you know, resume behind me. So it's not yeah, just and, what and, you and don't. It, yeah. I mean, you heard of all the pitfalls too. I mean, you, sure. but it, it, you will be, you will have the resolve that it takes to get to the, to where you need to be. And even if you don't accomplish those things, Yep. You're going to be a better husband. You're going to be a better businessman. You're going to be a better, uh, you know, citizen. Employee yeah. Just, citizen. just a better, yeah. better part of our society. And Mitch, you're a great part of our society. I really, I really love your story and I, I really love how you shared it and what you're doing with it. You know, you're, you're coaching, you're, you're kicking butt in, in your business and you're just a, you know, you're just a, a thought leader to so many of these young men and, and women, obviously that come to, some of your camps and I witnessed it. You're brilliant on top. I just was really impressed with uh, the leverage. And we were, we were big leg riders way back when and uh, leg guys and, and, and position. And I, and I, I have a term that I use economy of motion. I want to be in the absolute best position with the least amount of work to get the best results. And you showed yeah. that you showed that in your, in your clinic. And I was really impressed with that. And I thank you for sharing. Well, It's, that. A, it's a niche thing. I mean, it's not listen. Uh, there's a lot of great clinicians out there. Of course, and, um, of course, of course. And, uh, obviously, bigger names than me um, every year coming out of college and what have you. But you know, my goal. My dad was very brilliant in the marketing. You know, it, right out of college, he's like, "All right, we're gonna write this book. You're gonna, you're gonna make a video, and it's gonna be called Take Top." And I was sure. like, "Oh, that's catchy. I like that." You know, I like that. Yeah. And then, um, you know boot camp was big around that time. So someone yeah. gave me the idea to do uh, 
Mitch Clark's boot camp with a double meaning throwing the boots. And sure, boot camp. So, sure. I so like then that. So game, and then me and my brother John and I um, created Scrambled Legs, which okay. is a video I on scrambling. That. Yeah, yeah. That's good and stuff. And that actually became a coined phrase. Like, if you hear Flow Wrestling, they'll, they'll, and even, like, Blatnick on ESPN, he'd be like, oh, Scrambled Legs, I you know? It. I love and, it. And, uh... Yep. It, especially when scrambling became really hot, like you know, sure. 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, with the funk and, and all that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then they had to make rules around it, you know, danger sure. rules and all, just to, to sure. co- combat it because it became a whole different art form of you know wrestling in general. So, yep. um, but you know, it 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 and it, a lot of people say, well, and I know a lot of people have said it, you know, behind my back, hey. You know, Mitch is a self promoter, and I'm just like, yes, I am, because guess who's no one else is going to promote you. Exactly right. You know, exactly right. and uh, and it's not yeah, it's not from, it's not bragging of its fact, my friend. So, no, and yeah. Frank Pop Papalizio and I always talk about this. Sure. Like, you know, and he he always said you got to make yourself uh, or your product out to be bigger than it is. And absolutely, you know. Um, but at the same time, I think my it took me a while to figure out what the heck I was doing with my turns and all. Um, and then, and so the first few years of of being a clinician, I didn't really have a system. So I'd just throw a bunch of moves out, throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Right. And then coaches are like, Hey, you really have to dial in and and try to, uh, I remember, uh, I think it's Brett Powell at Austin town Fitch. And he's like, you know, here, if you can create a system out of this, people will, you know, and at the time I was like, yeah, that makes sense to me. And, um, I created a system, you know, of about five moves that all inter, 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 intertwined with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and then some people are like, well, he's tall and lanky, so that'll work for him. But, you know, I'm five foot nothing. And some of my best boot campers, like Vic Voinovich. Sure. You know, yeah. Going to Oklahoma and, State uh, on the full ride. And, yep. and, and yep. Lance Palmer. Sure. Um, they've had more success with legs than I did. And they're so, fair. and they're much, much shorter in stature. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so it's not necessarily that it's how you you know how you adapt it to your own body type. So well, I, have I mean, a lot of you know short Matt Casmer, who's you know yep. not tall, and I mean he, but he picked this up because he was able to adapt it to the way he wrestles and adapt it to his own. Um, it's all in type. that it's all in that short pocket, and it's in every sport. Think about it. You know, you can have guys that are five nine, and guys that are six one hitting the ball three hundred thirty yards. You know, in in golf, it's all because the hip and the and the hands came right together in that pocket. It's exactly what you're doing, and and it's and it doesn't matter if you're six one or or five seven. You can you can be great at it, and yeah. I think that's the brilliance of what you're doing. And so, Mitch, I could talk to you forever um, about this. I, I love I love what you're doing, and I love what you you've you've been doing. But uh, we want to close this uh, episode. Uh, and your great journey with just a word of uh, of encouragement or courage to to our audience. What you what what would you like to leave our audience with? You know, you're gonna keep getting knocked down. I mean, when this COVID hit, yep. um, and this pandemic hit, and everything was shut down. My job, <laughs> fitness centers, nobody people needed less equipment. Sure, you know, sure. people didn't need me, yep. uh, and uh, no one was doing camps. You know, for the most part, and so I went from not doing, you know, to uh, not having a single goal and not, and, you know, for a while I, there was, you know, I fell in, I fell into that statistic where like, man, I, you know, this is kind of depressing. You sure. know, I lost my identity. I lost, 
what I'm good at. And, uh, and it, it, it didn't, I had no reason to get up and to be motivated, you know, sure. and, uh, you know, life will just keep beating you down, man. You know, yeah. and it, it, when you think you got everything figured out, it'll beat you down and it'll continue to do it. And, mm-hmm. You know, you heard, you heard all the, whether it be academically ineligible or losing really crushing losses or, or, you know, just, uh, losing a job at Ohio state because, you know, there was a change in regime. I mean, yep. but you know, my faith got me through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the, um, the, my ability to try to, you know, find ways to motivate myself to, to be as best as I can, um, as set the tone to, in my life, you know, to get through those hard times. I love it. I love it. So, well, I appreciate I, that. I, I appreciate that Mitch. And, that's a great word. You know, there's no answer. You just got to get up every day and just figure it out and f- keep fighting. And I think that's what a lot of us all did through the COVID. So I appreciate yeah, we it. All, we all have, diff- you know, I mean, every, you know, you think you look at people on social media and like, man, their lives are great. Everyone's struggling, you know, Absolutely. And, and you just got to, you got to figure, figure out a way that, to keep yourself busy and motivated. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm the first one to say that when I'm not, I'm a different person. So, I feel you. um, you know, yep. Hey, there's more chapters to go, but, um, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Well, we got Mitch Clark, a man of faith, a national champion and a heck of a successful sales rep, as well as a great clinician. We were blessed to have you on my friend. Well, thank you. That was fun. Absolutely. From the, the Ohio state university, it was great to have a Buckeye on Mitch Clark. <laughs> this is coach Cimarroni for blood time. We are all blood. Love to all. This is Mitch Clark. You just heard another episode of the Blood Time Podcast. This is Coach Cimarroni for the Montrose Auto Group. If you're looking for a new vehicle or a pre-owned vehicle, Montrose Auto Group is the place to go. They have over 16 dealerships and over 1,300 used vehicles in their stock, as well as a pretty good stock of new vehicles, everything from Range Rovers to Fords. Seek out Montrose Auto Group and the fantastic people at Montrose Auto Group, headed by Mike Thompson and Chris Mills. We love you very much for your support. Thank you so much for your support of Blood Time, my podcast. Seek them out at GoMontrose.com for your pre-owned or new vehicles. GoMontrose.com. Chris Mills and Mike Thompson, thank you very much. We are all blood. Love to all.